Hey there! Are you tired of waiting for the next episode of It's Probably Not Aliens? Well, we've got some good news for you. On Nebula, our streaming service, you can get access to all our episodes a week early. That's right, you'll never have to wait again to hear Scott and I debunk the latest ancient astronaut theory or get a movie fact wrong. But that's not all. Nebula is home to dozens of content creators we know you like, so you can find all your favorites in one place. Plus, we post content on there that you won't find anywhere else. And the best part? By signing up for Nebula at nebula.tv slash probablynotaliens, you're directly supporting the show and both of us. So don't wait any longer. Join Nebula today and listen to the next episode right after this one. This one's about holes, about we a hole. We did holes. You, okay, let me see if I can get a pop culture thing going to start us. Are you right. aware of the Junji Ito hole? No, I don't know what that is. So Junji is that, like a, is that a, a K-pop thing? No, Junji Ito's a, uh, he's a manga artist. Okay, uh, oh, oh, the this is my hole. This hole is yeah. mine or whatever. It was made for me. Yeah, yeah I yeah. know that. Okay, so it's that. Uh, or um, okay. the other one is Stargate because this is, we get, we get to Stargate territory with this one. We were in Stargate territory, I think, a little bit last week too. Yeah, Stargates are basically the theme of like the next few episodes, which means that I feel like in a few episodes we should probably get like we should, uh, watch we should probably Stargate. get uh, Isaac Arthur and maybe actually watch Stargate, but maybe get Isaac Arthur to talk about teleportation and good idea. We should do that. But yeah, so today, so, so, um, I'm like, I'm about to, to actually start talking about stuff. And I realize that we're only like a minute and 30 in. we have to be distracted by something. We have to be distracted by something. Do we ask chat GPT to write us another poem about our topic today? <laughs> Let me see. Let me see if we can. Hit us with hit us with a spicy chat GPT poem. Okay, here we go. All right, make that's... it make it horny. Can you tell Jet GPT to make it horny? <laughs> I can try. Let's see. Right? This has a poem. Make it horny. Awesome. This one's not this one's for adults only. Okay. I see the word carnal, so we're off to a good start. <laughs> um. off to a great start. <laughs> What's our topic today presented by a poem, a horny poem from ChatGPT? All right. As I stand before the archway tall, my heart races, my senses enthrall. For this ancient site in Peru's south has an allure that I cannot live without. Oh, okay. The Puerta de Ayumarca, carved with care, seven meters high and wide. It's quite rare. Yeah, it is. In the rugged Andes, it stands alone, a symbol of history's mystery unknown. But it's not just the beauty that that draws me near. It's the mystical energy that I feel here. Can we do this? Some say it's a portal to another place, a gateway to worlds beyond oh, our space. We shouldn't do this here. And as I ponder these ancient astronaut claims, my thoughts turn to you and your heavenly frame, for I feel that we too are connected to the stars, our passion igniting like a fire on Mars. So let's explore <laughs> this portal together and discover new worlds in each other. For as we enter <laughs> no, this archway's no, 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 embrace, no, no, no. we find ourselves lost in a primal carnal chase. No, 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 no. <laughs> you said horny. 
I did say horny. This is on me. It was like it, w- it was like it was like longing for a little bit and like in, in a really That's sort like, of like fuck. sensual way. Yeah. <laughs> the last couple lines are just like, anyway, let's fuck now. <laughs> Oh boy! Hey, let us know if you like us opening with a po- with a poem from ChatGPT. I'm I'm delighted by it every time so far. Yeah, um, this is a podcast called <laughs> "What Fucked Up Shit Can We Get ChatGPT to Say This Week?" No, uh, it's called "It's Probably Not Aliens," the podcast where we debunk ancient astronaut theories, ancient aliens, and um, pseudo history and pseudo archaeology. We're mostly focusing on going through the show "Ancient Aliens" episode by episode. My name is Tristan Johnson, and I know nothing about what's going on today. I, I'm. My name is Scott Nicewater. I'm. I might. I'm. I've developed a cough from laughing so much just now that I feel like it's going to take a lot of editing for me to make this episode sound good and not sickly. But I also. I'm the one who truly knows nothing right now. Tristan is. Tristan's pulling your leg. He knows everything. He's got a. He's he's got all the answers in the folds of his of his noggin. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, uh, to an extent, um, so this episode is about uh, the the Puerta de Ayumarca, um, which is according to ancient aliens, if the poem didn't describe it, is yeah. uh, a potentially according to ancient ancient astronaut theorists believe that this hole <laughs> is a stargate, i.e., a portal to another dimension, another planet. Oh. Who knows? Who knows? Who can say? Um, the Puerta de Ayumarca is like a site in the mountains in southern Peru. It's near Lake Titicaca, which is not too far away from where uh, the site of Pumapunku is. Yeah. So already, I don't know if you've which noticed. we talked but, about before yeah. on a previous episode, if you want to listen yeah. to that. I don't know if you've noticed, but ancient Peruvians are uh, are often harvested by ancient astronaut theorists for their crackpot stuff because- Great. Think about it. We did the holes. We did the Nazca lines. We did, we're, we're doing, doing another this. hole now. Yeah. A lot of holes. Uh, and so this place uh, is in this very rugged, remote part of the Andes and has become a destination for tourists who are looking to see the mystical properties of the site. Um, it's also the subject of people who believe that the archway was built by extraterrestrials as a portal to other worlds. Great. So, so how do they, so, okay. How did that happen though? Like what, what made them, what makes them think that this is a Stargate? So I'll tell you, I'll tell you a little bit about what this, like what this thing looks like. Um, yeah, it definitely looks like if ancient people were to make a portal in stone, you would, I'm going to, I'm going to send you a picture that you can right click save as so that you can get an idea. Should I say, what should I I send it to you on? Uh, Slack would be great. Okay. Because to be honest, this thing looks weird. It looks really weird. All right. Here, if you when you send it, I'm, I'll, I'll paint everybody a word picture. Okay, what it looks like is this all rock? The whole thing, yeah. even the top part of it. Okay, so what it looks like to me is a very tall, very large, very wide. Like it's it sort of just looks like a wall made of like it must be multiple stones, right? Or is it, it just the one? Like yeah, it's just. It, I think, I think it's, it's carved just into the, the stone. Wa- it's carved into the stone, but it's got lines like diagonal lines crisscrossing Those a couple natural, of places. Though. Those are natural. Okay, it's so it's this big stone that does 
look like it has sort of an outline around it, uh, sort of a squ- squaring it off. And then near the bottom center, it's got a... If you were to imagine drawing a human skull with only straight lines, just the outline with only straight lines, that's what it sort of looks like to me. I guess another way to describe it would be a keyhole. I don't know why I went to a human skull, um, but... Just you, everything. It's like, it looks like a human skull, but if it was a banana... <laughs> Yeah, have you ever seen a spider? They're sort of like these human skulls with lots of legs coming off of them. Um, yeah, anyway, this thing is huge. And then you can see, because I, I can tell it's huge, because there's a person in a bucket hat in the bottom uh, right corner who's taking a photo. No, they're just holding their hand out to almost look like they're trying to grab something, which is very cute. Yeah, it's about seven meters tall and wide, as the it poem looks, says. It does, yeah, it does look very big, and it does look very... Seven meters I mean, I is know. about like 20, 20 feet, maybe a little bit more. So it does look, it does look interesting. I will give you that. I don't know if I would immediately say that this is anything like a portal to anything. Is that just me? Well, okay. So according to the ancient astro- the ancient astronaut theorists, this place uh-huh. is a stargate. That okay. Um, so that, I'm wrong. Sorry. So that this arch here is basically a portal to another dimension, and that uh, that the shape of it and its location in the middle of nowhere is the evidence that there's something funky going on with it. Like, why would they build something like this in the middle of nowhere? It makes no sense. I guess guess that's true the context of it sort of not having anything around it would make it weird mm-hmm. um like a stonehenge sort of a thing where it's just like why is this just out in the middle of nowhere that's strange mm-hmm. so i guess that would be true if that's true is there truly nothing around it or is this just sort of a not a whole lot thing? it's a fairly remote region but there i mean there's some there is some like evidence of inca living in the region but it wasn't okay. and it wasn't discovered until the early 90s so you can imagine that it would be pretty oh, out of the wow. way if it if it uh if it's that way but yeah. um but yeah basically the idea the other idea is that the reason that this is suspicious is because the carving of it is too precise and you would have needed like laser drills or like high precision power tools to cut something like this. They always like say this. Yeah, they've said this before. They said this about Puma Punku, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And this is close to Puma Punku. So and this is close to Puma Punku. So it's in the same sort of vein. Uh, so because of its like connection with all the other ancient astronaut sites, it's sort of all in the same thing. And that obviously to make that you would have need either anti-gravity a device or a laser tool or some sort of yep. advanced machinery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do they do that? Like you couldn't, because you could make, you could presumably make this sort of thing today, right? Yeah. So why do they say you need anti-gravity or, or some sort of laser? I mean, I guess we do have laser cutting devices now, but like, that's weird that they're just like, anyway, you have to have this thing that we haven't even invented yet, an anti-gravity thing in order to make this thing that we could presumably make even today. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that, um, this was made by people in the past before us as well. If I could jump the gun a little bit. If I were to hazard a guess that it probably has something to do with the fact that there's no evidence of them having trucks and like Mm. earth movers and stuff like that. So if they don't have evidence of that, then they have to have had some sort of tool that they could have used to move things without having trucks. So anti-gravity machines, obvious. Anti-gravity. Yeah. So this is called the Puerto de Ayumarca. It's in the Andes Mountains in Southern Peru. Uh, This 
is generally thought to have been built by the Inca civilization, which was a powerful civilization that uh, lived in the Andes mountains uh, and thrived for centuries until basically it was destroyed by, um, I want to say, Franc- I think the guy's name was Francisco Pizarro. I know his last name was Pizarro, but I can't remember his name, his first name. Mario, Luigi Pizarro, Tony. Yeah, Vito Francisco Pizarro, Pizarro who uh, is right. responsible for uh, killing the or uh, holding the Incan emperor hostage and basically turning over the entire uh, empire to the Spanish. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, good old, this was, the Incas were the the general power in what is modern day, a huge region, but like, you know, probably centered in Peru. Uh, I don't know why I went Italian if you're talking about Spanish people. Spanish and Italian, Italian can sound similar and you live in a country where there's a lot more people who speak Spanish than Italian. That's true. Wait, then that would make no sense. It should be the opposite. That would make no sense then. So then I made it hard. I went the complete opposite direction of what was expected of me. I zigged when I should have zagged, Tristan. There you go. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, so that's the main thing. It's a representation of the fact that the Inca were uh, known for building some pretty amazing architecture and had some great engineering like Pumapunku. But uh, there's, you know, lots of other sites that we know of that show that the Inca had pretty good grass. They built like road systems through the mountains. Like, But for what? They didn't have trucks. No, they didn't. They, well, you they, established this. They had. Uh, they did have um, alpacas as a sort of bur- beast of burden. Um, is that like a brand? Is that a brand? Is that like a make of <laughs> truck? Sure. Of car? It's a make of llama. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm realizing that uh, if I'm going to need a point of reference for you, we're going to have to talk about the emperor's new groove. This, we're in emperor's Thank new you. groove territory. <laughs> um, awesome. Yeah. So, so the Inca have a history of building these really oppressive sites out of stone. Not to mention that they they are known for all sorts of feats of geoengineering, like building an entire road system that covers like hundreds of kilometers in the Andes Mountains that connected the yeah. empire to each other, so that you and your alpacas could travel towards the capital in a way that was like kind of um, like it was a, because of this infrastructure. It was compared to a lot of empires in this region very centralized. I think we talked about this a little bit with like um, our band of holes episodes where like there were vast Mm. flung parts that the Incas were only uh, peripherally in control of, but they had like a whole taxation system and and stuff like that. Can I just say going back to Emperor's New Groove, that did have uh, a a quite central scene where they mistook a llama for a human skull. So maybe I'm not far off. This looks like a human skull, but a llama. Everything's a human skull when you think about it. Dear God. Um, This site in particular was discovered in the 1990s. uh, And Mm -hmm. the more accurate term that archaeologists give it is Aramumuru. Okay, cool. They describe it as a T-shaped alcove. I guess... You could say T-shaped. You could say human skull-shaped. Low-poly human skull. There you go. But all right, I'll accept T-shaped. And this is also one of those situations where we don't actually know what it was made for. But mm-hmm. the guess is, the best, the most likely guess is that this was probably a piece, a construction project that was abandoned. Oh, so they started on it. They were like, all right, we want to make this T-shaped thing. But, oh man, it looks too much like a human skull. Mm-hmm. Let's start over. Let's, let's quit this one. We'll go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and what happened was, is that they went to- Am I leaning too hard into the human skull thing? No, I, I mean, <laughs> you, you own like it now. Bit. You own it <laughs> All now. All right. It's your bit. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to, mm-hmm. you made your bit. All now right. you have to li- lie with it. Um, <laughs> it's a bit of a boneheaded one. Oh. Oh. Uh, so the go. main thing about this site is that there are some locals that call mm-hmm. it um, the Puerta de Ayumarca, which means gate of the gods. 
Mm. And there are some like local legends that people uh, have disappeared through the doorway and seen uh, near it strange sights like tall men accompanied by glowing balls of light uh, that oh. were walking through the doorway. So there's like local myths and legends surrounding it that sort of yeah. people in the area talk about with it. Some tall guys. Some tall Some tall tales. guys with glowing balls. <laughs> what if it was just like, what if it was just like basketball players with like cool glow in the dark basketballs there from the go. 90s? Was, like, everything was glow in the dark in the 90s. Yeah. We were just talking before this show about how we want to make glow in the dark. It's probably not aliens t-shirts. It would be very fun. What if the knot was glow in the dark? And so it was just said, it's probably aliens. And then in the dark, it would say not. It's probably not aliens. What I but think, I like the idea of everything being glow in the dark. What sticks out the most is that like on the logo, I don't know why I'm yeah. gesturing to my shirt right now, but on the logo that we have, there's a lot of really cool hidden intricate imagery That's that true. is hidden by it being a very bright shade of green like a green on green thing yeah so i always think that that stuff if they if they had it so that like some of those designs were glow in the dark and some weren't so that when the lights came off all of a sudden your shirt looked like had this cool like uh like mayan hieroglyphic thing on it that'd be pretty sweet i think that's awesome i don't know how let you us make- know if you want a probs and aliens glow in the dark t-shirt i definitely want one i don't know how we'd make one but i know yeah we'll figure it out we have to we have to have at least a hundred people committing, send us your credit card information, DM us your credit card information so that we can charge you immediately as long as <laughs> so we can make these. For legal reasons, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that, actually. Yeah, so back to so back to this thing. So essentially, like this like local story got picked up by people like Jerry Willis, who's like a paranormal writer. And mm-hmm. also apparently he claims that he has walked through the doorway. Oh. And so and when it comes to things like this, like Jerry Willis is the main source of why we think that there are local stories about people walking through the portal. And okay. he claimed that he also walked through the portal, which means that we uh-huh. also have to think about how legitimate it is that it even is a local legend oh, because this guy might have just, just he might have just written about it he might have just had some vibes i see yeah where it's just he created it and is claiming that there's a local legend about it but it's like i bet there's a local legend about it so i'll just say that there is yeah it's hard to tell if there's if these local legends are legitimate because there's also uh several photographs of locals just kind of goofing around around the portal <laughs> Which means that if they if they see the place as like very reverent, that it has this like mystical properties, there probably wouldn't be as many photos of people just like messing around around it. That's true. But he so he's claiming that he's like gone through it. Yeah. Did he talk about what he saw? Uh, not in the research that I was amplified. Just like yeah, I went through the Stargate and I wound up in a completely different part of the universe. Um, it was pretty rad. It was pretty cool. Everything is a lot pointier. Everything was pointy at the place I went to. Just really sharp. Didn't like it. Left. <laughs> Very few polygons. Wouldn't the recommend skulls it. Skulls looked like uh, looked like T shapes. <laughs> Every all the aliens I met had really weird t-shaped heads no one ever talks about it everyone's talking about the grays and how smooth and round they are no maybe these are like um these the what's it called we've got the the kiki and the the booba um of aliens you know you've got like the Mm. smooth round aliens and they're like at eternal war with the pointy polygon aliens 
and yeah. we're just stuck in the middle being me- middle pointy and and smooth and the whole universe like, like the whole like dynamic the whole like yin yang good evil of the universe is pointy yeah. versus smooth pointy versus smooth that's what it is pointy versus round it's a who will win i don't know we'll never know we'll never know that's 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 we're, we're blowing this wide open right now so uh someone get jerry willis on the line yeah jerry tell us what you saw <laughs> And also, How close are we? what side are we on? Yeah, like if, if there's a, if there's going to be a war that divides the universe, I think that we should probably declare our allegiances yeah. right now between smooth and which, pokey. Which side is the best vibes? Tell us, Jerry. Which side has the coolest vibes? Because there is a smooth side, but the smooth side's got to be like almost too smooth, like an almost uncomfortably smooth. Yeah, like you'd think, like oh, you know, you know, like what's like a really uncomfortably smooth thing? Like I'm not a big fan of holding balloons. I feel like they're smooth, but I don't like touching them. Mm-hmm. Is that weird to say? No, that makes sense. There's always sort of like a, a little bit of like, I feel like everyone's got things where like, if they touch it, they get like a little bit of like a, Ugh. and and usually yeah. it's like the most weird things. Like for me, it's styrofoam. Styrofoam. I can't yeah. really touch styrofoam without getting the heebie-jeebies. I get that. Yeah. And then meanwhile, pointy stuff is just, no one likes pointy stuff. No one likes pointy stuff i guess some people do it's coarse it's rough and it gets everywhere we've gotten way off course here we have whose side are we on jerry jerry help us jerry so let's 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 do like let's go into like uh real quick um it's probably not a stargate mostly because there's no evidence of there actually being one and Uh, uh, did you not hear that jerry went through it (laughs) with the with the exception of jerry's point of view uh no one else seems to really have much to say about whether or not there's a stargate there wait hold on this goes back to the 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 junto ito thing right yeah this is his hole it's It's jerry's hole yeah jerry is jerry is (laughs) t-shaped He's perfectly T-shaped. Jerry, that's why he kicked Jerry T-poses into the hole yeah. and only he can fit through it. There you go. Um, Got to look up the other end and see if we can find Jerry somewhere in there. He never came back after he went into never his hole. Never came back. <laughs> um, it's going to come out and he's going to be really pointy. We'll know which side to side with then. So, so with the exception of Jerry, until Jerry comes back, we have no evidence that there's any extraterrestrial technology here. And All right. there's not really a lot of, there's really not anything that indicates that they need hyper advanced stuff as we've shown throughout this show. And like when you look, the Inca had some pretty impressive feats of stone crafting in their own right. And they Absolutely. were pretty good at fitting and crafting. Like the seat, the, the area nearby at Pumapunku shows that they had exceptional skills at being able to fit stones with each other in the way that they could interconnect in ways that stayed stable without needing mortar, which is pretty impressive. That's awesome, actually. Yeah, because they just would make, uh, they would just shape the stones well enough and then have them fit uh, like, like tight enough. Yeah, they basically they basically invented Lego. Lego. Sorry, I you're not supposed to say the S after Lego. It's just Lego. Plural Lego Screw is Lego. Screw prescriptivist That's grammar. That's my bad. It was like Legos. It was like Legos. Yeah. Lego Lego lie. No, that's a Lego lie. That's that's the plural of Legolas. Legolas. Um <laughs> Well, we are in a we are in a mood today. Um, okay. The other thing this too is, is a short. This is a short episode. I'm padding it out with, oh. with jokes and tangents. Yep. Um, the other thing too is that the Inca uh, do have a lot of other sites that sh- 
show that they have pretty good stonework. Not only uh, Pumapunku, but there's famous sites like Machu Picchu or uh, Sashkawaiman. Yeah. Both of these sites are uh, are different. They're different uh, fortresses, basically, that have yeah. been abandoned at different times uh, and are known for having this exact same design of like well-crafted stone work that fits in together without the use of mortar. I know, for example, uh, to sort of make people sad that Machu Picchu, that site is very famous and it's also very famous among yes. like people who are into like psychics and spiritualist stuff. But um, mm. in order to clamp down on the people like over tourism, you now have to basically enter into a lottery to be able to go to Machu Picchu. And even then, because Machu Picchu is like so high up in the mountains that you actually have to get there via like cable car. Oh, and so like you basically enter into a lottery to be able to go up for like a period of time up to Machu Picchu to see things. So they can control the amount of people who go in and see it. Is cable car a type of llama? Yes. It's a, it's a robo llama. Awesome. You're, you're starting to get it. You're starting to get it. Um, I'm putting it together. But yeah, uh, again, like this is a case where you were undermining the feats of the Inca people and the mm-hmm. fact that they were more than capable of being able to do this. This is one of those episodes that like borderline on like, is this enough for an episode? But I think it is because, again, first of all, Santiago, uh, I was uh, Santiago from Peru, uh, very much enjoyed when we talked about Peruvian stuff. So this one's for you, Santiago. This one's for you, Santiago. And no one else. No No one else listened to this. You should title this one. This episode is for Santiago and no one else. No one else download. (laughs) No one else download this. Just Santiago. Um, But it does show that, like, you know, the Inca, uh, first of all, the Inca were very capable of being able to do this stuff. But two, it's further exoticizing indigenous people these are native americans uh of a sort and if there's any group of people that have been abused for their yeah. uh their their abilities are abused by having their amazing uh constructions just dismissed as alien stuff it has been native americans and i would even say the people of peru specifically so this sort of builds on that whole thing that we talked about with with the nazca lines with yeah. uh with Pupunku, and i guarantee we're gonna have to do a machu picchu episode in the future because Machu Picchu uh, shows up in a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Also, the fact that it's become like a tourist site and a curiosity also uh, like destroys some of uh, the or at least threatens the need for this to be a site of real archaeological research. One of the things that I uh, I want to point out is that um, something that is mid construction can give you a lot of insights into the processes about how people did things. I think that mm-hmm. one of the most famous ones is that we learned a lot about how the Moai on Easter Island were made or Rapa Nui. Yeah. because we found some that were mid-construction and we were able to discern how they did a lot of the things they did to make those through through those half-built things so that's right and we've done an episode about that too if you want to (laughs) listen to that it's one of our first episodes i think it's like episode one of our three or four or something like that yeah pretty early so altogether uh ancient aliens is wrong they're relying on basically the report of a dude one Jerry, Jerry, a single Jerry. One Jerry. They got uh, a Jerry's worth of evidence. They have a Jerry's worth of evidence. And in doing so, they're doing what Ancient Aliens does in their long string of things, which is undermining the uh, ingenuity of a group of people. And also making, it turns out that's the better answer when something looks weird is maybe it's just not finished. Maybe it was abandoned or canceled. This building was I hashtag like canceled by the woke mob. <laughs> Well, so they were trying to write there. They were trying to write. So it's like a little fat T sort of what if I can describe it better. This whole it's like a little fat T. That was my rap name. Fat T. (laughs) (laughs) 
whatever I was about to say is not going to be funnier than that. So we're just going to call it there. This was a good episode. A yeah, little sorry, on the short a, side. A little on the short side, but, but I, you know, I think that goes to show how how little that the actual show Ancient Aliens does to try and convince you of something. They'll just spend a couple seconds at this thing that is just like an unfinished piece of you know stonework, and they're like, "But what if it's a Stargate? Think about that." Anyway, equally likely, thing. I do think that um, this this always rings back to. I used to do this for like ghost stuff, not on a podcast, but I used to. To take an interest in debunking claims of like ghosts and hauntings and mm-hmm. you would be surprised by how many like ghost stories about a place have their origins in books that are called ghost tours of x city oh so like they weren't actually no there weren't other sightings other than what was written about in the book in the first place yeah like like my sister um was it maybe still is really into ghosts and uh, we went mm-hmm. to New Orleans when we were like, I think I was like 20-ish at the time. Uh, 21, I remember, because alcohol was definitely a big part of that trip. Anyways, yeah. um, and when we were in New Orleans, she went on the ghost tour of New Orleans. And I decided to not do that because it was Christmas Eve and I wanted to get drunk. So, Well, and you risk, you know, the ghost of Christmas past and present yeah, and future showing you're up just tempting and, fate and at that teaching point. you a valuable life lesson, which we it's can't true. have that. It's true. So, but when she came back, she told all of the like really compelling stories and she's like, how can you deny this? And then I like researched at least one of the stories and the uh, first incident and the only incident that I could find of the story was a book called Ghost Tours of New Orleans. So it's like, so they were like, I got to sell this ghost book. I'm just going to make something up. I will say props to you for not being the one to initiate it because that would be sort of a a party pooper if you were just like, anyway, you had this really cool adventure. I'm going to debunk it rather than, you know, you were challenged challenge to debunk it and you did it so props to you welcome to a mini podcast called it's probably not ghosts um, maybe if you like maybe you like these short episodes i don't know let us know at our twitter at probs not aliens uh if there is twitter people, if it's april wait is this episode coming out after april 15th we might not be on twitter anymore wait what happens on april 15th that um what's it called uh taxes no they said that american taxes uh, after april 15th your f- tweets won't show up in the for you feed if you're not verified oh we're not gonna pay for verification everybody no no we're not gonna do that don't, yeah don't be a don't be a don't be a rat don't don't cross the aisle don't 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 pay for Twitter, folks. Yeah, this one. Yeah, don't do it. Okay, so this one comes out four days before um, before Twitter ends. So you can very for a very brief time hear about this on Twitter. Um, but if you don't hear about this on Twitter and you want to uh, follow up on the stuff that we make, Scott Word over here, hi, runs a YouTube channel called NerdSync. I'm pumping out videos. I'm trying to anyway. I've got some stuff planned, including a video about making videos. That's what I'm working on next. Is just sort of where I'm gonna take my channel going forward you know I'm at sort of like a creative impasse where I want to try a bunch of different things and I think that was helped by this podcast this podcast is a thing that I wouldn't that like wouldn't fit on my YouTube channel you know it's a very different sort of thing but I love doing it and I enjoy doing it and so I'm sort of at a point right now with my YouTube stuff where I'm like you know I've been this comic book guy for a while and I've dipped into cartoons here and there too but like what if I just wanted to try anything what if I wanted to talk about a reality show that I like and what if I wanted to talk about some other news that I find interesting or just commentary stuff. So I'm, I'm going to make a video sort of exploring that and my thinking behind it. So it's sort of like a meta behind the scenes of NerdSync um, and where I'm at now that, I, now that I've been doing this for like 10 years. Whoa. It's wild to think about. I've been doing YouTube for 10 years and I'm finally like, maybe I should change something. Anyway, Tristan, where can people find more of your stuff back, which is called... Uh, 
I said stuff back because I stuff back history. Stuff back history. It's all about the stuff that's in the back. <laughs> where can people find more of more of your step back content? Which stuff is back YouTube history channel. is my YouTube channel about who and what historical figures had massive dumpsters. Who had just yeah, who just had go. cake for days. Uh, who had who were who were double cheeked up on a Thursday? Let's go. Who was a Mrs. Incredible? Uh, who was a who who in the past is a Mrs. Incredible? Mm-hmm. So my YouTube channel is called Step Back, where I talk about things to do with uh, basically the importance of history on understanding how the world works. That's like my general pitch for the channel. Uh, mm-hmm. My most you should be seeing some video. I'm actually like after we record this, I'm going to then finish a video that should be out by a couple of weeks in the time where I interview no. Chomsky and we talk about the Iraq war turning 20 years old. Yay. Very, fu- very fun. But I actually got to talk to Noam Chomsky for it and it was wild. Anyways. I, um, I, ha- I like hesitated with my yay because I didn't want it to seem like I was rooting for the Iraq, Iraq war. war. I was more rooting for your you talking with Noam Chomsky. Yeah, that sounds pretty exciting. wild. That's more exciting than a war. Yeah, I still I watched the video too. I watched the video a few times while I was doing the video. And I'm like, I can't believe that this actually happened. Anyways, <laughs> Um, if you want to support our work, you can do so in uh, one of three ways. Oh, uh, if you want, if you if you if you want to uh, sign up for Nebula and you want to choose uh, us to support through Nebula, you can go to nebula.tv/slash probably not aliens and sign up, and you get all sorts of content. Yes. Mine and Scott's and a bunch of creators that I know you're going to love. Plus episodes of this podcast one week early, sometimes yeah. more than that, because when we do brand deals, we mess up and get dates wrong and things. So. If you want to just have ad-free episodes of this podcast a week early, go check it out. Nebula.tv slash probably not aliens. Yeah, you can do that. You sign up today. You can listen to next week's episode right now. Right now. You can listen to it. It's up. It's waiting for you. What are you waiting for? It's don't be rude it's waiting the other way you can support the show is if you leave us a review on whatever podcatching platform you have that does help us you know boost us in the the in Al Gore's rhythm um, if you want to boost us up in that and help us out, with, us uh, out. with growing and the I've channel. talked about this I've talked about this before I get an email every time someone writes a review so let me let me see your good your good thoughts about our show it really means I read all of them it means a lot to me yeah let's get more of uh, I'm trying to think what was that really funny podcast that one we got the other day that was just like very short like good podcast or yeah all you have to do is write good <laughs> good podcast very listen you just have to write you just have to write good yep write us your favorite comment write us tell us what else looks like a human skull in your review perfect maybe we'll issue a challenge every episode for reviews for people who <laughs> listen this long uh tell and your friends yeah, about the show too yeah, that's the third way is that you could uh word of mouth word of mouth is the biggest way for growing podcasts and telling your friends is is by far the way that I hear the most about people finding out about this show. So please, if you have somebody who has a, it's probably not alien sized hole in their mountain, then you can uh, move them to, uh, it's probably not aliens. Here's a better, here's a better review question in your review. Tell us which side in the intergalactic war we should fight on pointy or smooth. Yeah. Are you a pointy or a smooth person? Are you a pointy or smooth person? Cause I gotta know. Cause I'm confused where I stand. I I mean, I I feel like this, if this conflict translates to peanut butter, then I am on team crunchy i mean pointy so point i love pointy peanut butter (laughs) pointy peanut butter it's peanut butter with glass shards in it it's amazing and a very simple website you can send people to that has all of our links is probsnotaliens.com go check it out 
It's very exciting. Thank you so much for listening and all the way through. Thank you for listening all the way through. Even if you did it accidentally because you're doing something and you didn't have a free hand to, to skip the episode now, we appreciate it. My, until next time, my name is Scott Nicewander. I'm Tristan Johnson and the truth is out there. <laughs> Probably. He's, fitting, uh, he's trying to uh, fit into the hole. I'm trying to fit into the, the, the T-shaped hole. The Jerry hole. The Jerry hole. Yeah, I don't want to fit in the Jerry hole. <laughs>